like, then I had these moments where it's like, there is no reason why I can't be a mother, homeschool my kids if that's what I choose, if I want to educate them and run a business. And when I kind of came to that realization, it was like, no, like God's putting it in my heart to figure this out and to be all three things. And that's what I'm going to do. Welcome to the Messy Mom Podcast by Fit Mama and 30. I'm Bailey. And I'm Carrie. And the Messy Mom Podcast is all about ditching the idea of perfection during motherhood and embracing the messy, ranging from topics about pre and postnatal health and wellness, infertility, mom guilt, and of course, the craziness that comes with raising a family. So if you would like to live on this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review as this helps other mamas learn to embrace the messy with us. So get ready for 30 minutes of real, raw, and messy content. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mom Podcast. Hey, hey. You have uh, Carrie and me here with you today. And we thought it would be nice to do a little life update on Carrie. As you know, we have chatted a little bit over the past few podcasts about how she made a big move to Florida, but we've never actually really explained why. (laughs) Some of you are probably like, that's a pretty big deal to just like be like, oh yeah, I moved to Florida, you know? So we're going to kind of get into it and her reasoning and kind of what she's doing, how she's decided to homeschool her kids. So she's done quite a 180. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah, putting it lightly, right? Yeah. I mean, when I think about you were in Ohio, kids were in school. Now you're in the South and the kids are homeschooled. That's quite opposite. It's a little different. Yeah. But I think everyone's curious and nosy, wants to know why. I mean, I know I'm a nosy person, so. (laughs) No, I get it. Yeah. So we're going to do a little life update. And yes, I am still pregnant. I am zero <laughs> dilated, I found out today. So that's really wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I really thought that I was going to be uh, something, you know, but. There's always that glimmer of hope. I went in every, I went in every, I was to- told you this today when we were texting. I was like, I went in every 38 weeks. I'm like, something's going to happen. And it's like, she's like, you are zero. I was like, how is that possible? I don't know. That's I was actually kind of shocked, but I was like, this this would be me. So I'm going to be drinking the red raspberry leaf tea. I'm going to be bouncing on my curb walking. Curb walking. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be doing stairs because it's cold here. That's I'm true. not in sunny Florida. Like <laughs> <That's> sorry. <laughs> Step walking. Yeah, there will no be a curb walking for me <laughs> and all the things. So I'm ready. I'm definitely feeling feeling ready. Pregnancy second time around with a toddler is quite different. It's way more exhausting. Yeah. You can't explain the exhaustion. Yeah. No. At, I literally took a nap today at four o'clock. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> I blame just you. I get so tired around that time. I don't blame you. But, but enough about me. Let's dive into you. I think everyone's kind of curious. I know. I mean, obviously, I know why and all the yeah. reasoning, but they don't. And that's why they are tuning in and listening. So. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to be the interviewer. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you just tell people like, when did you start thinking about 
one, moving to Florida, and then we'll kind of get into homeschooling a little bit later. But when did that kind of cross your mind too? Because like I said, both of those are really big changes and differences to what you were doing in Ohio. Yeah. So um, when we talked about doing this podcast, I actually almost thought it was a great idea, but I almost said no. And the only reason I almost said no is before we get into this podcast, y'all, there's going to be some topics mentioned that (laughs) Bailey and I normally don't talk about for a good reason. Like we're just not trying to take stances on issues and we're just, that's just not what we want to do. But part of our journey, my journey and our, my family's journey did begin around COVID. So just, just to be clear, I'm just stating our journey and our experience with this. I'm not trying to say what decisions were right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just telling you my journey. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. to, just going to be a little transparent. That's all I'm, that's all we're doing over here. And honestly, I'll have to say God had his hands all over this move, which I know some people take it as it is. God is a huge factor and influence in our life. So a lot of our decisions are made around that. And uh, that was a big one. So Whoa. Okay. Everyone's still good. <laughs> still living. We're still good. You still, still in with me? Okay. How many people just ended? And, and button off. So <laughs> those are that you are still with me. It's weird because there's so much to the story, but there's not like that one thing. Like everyone, like everyone wants in one sentence, like, why'd you move to Florida? And there's not like one thing, which is what's so hard because it's so a lot of these moves, and I'll tell you a little bit about this. Like there's always been a reason for a move, so it's really easy to say. But I think, you know, not like, not like everyone, but I think like most people, like I've always liked extremely warm weather, beaches, being outside. I despise the cold. Some people are like, you know, let's bundle up and we're going to embrace it. I'm like, no, Susan, like, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not embracing it. I don't want to embrace the cold. I've always just loved it. So like for me, I'd always dreamed of like, wow, I wish I'd live someplace warm. You know, we'd always go on beach, even my husband, we'd go on beach vacations and always say like, why don't we live here? Like, why do we only come and see this beach one week out of the year? I feel God's overwhelming sense of presence when I'm on a beach and I'm looking at the ocean. I always have. You can ask any of my friends and especially Kyle, like it is just this, like everyone has their thing. It's mine. Mm -hmm. And you know, most people say like, yeah, I love the beach too. That doesn't mean you have to completely flip your life and move. Mm -hmm. But that's just a little bit like I have always loved that. I've always had this in the back of my head, like it would be so cool to live somewhere south. Me specifically, I've always loved Florida. But that's, you know, that life happens and I'm from Ohio and we have moved around a lot. So Kyle and I, since we've been married, we've been married, we'll be 15 years this year. We have moved around since day one. So Right after we got married, I mean, we were on our honeymoon, our plane touched down, and Kyle got a call saying he was being promoted and the job was in Tennessee. So we moved the first two months of our marriage to Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So that was our first exposure to just kind of moving, kind of establishing our own little family unit. So we were there for a couple, three years. And then his job again took us to Arkansas for several years and then back to Cincinnati which we were for seven years, which was great because it was, yes, it was a job move for a promotion and it was, you know, close to family. And I'll be honest, like we were there for seven years and it was great being close to family. It was being close to you. Like we got to do a lot of things and we've probably made some of our closest friends we've ever made in our life. So uh, so many reasons to stay, right? Mm-hmm. 
and nothing wrong with it. We honestly loved it. But I feel like we've always, there is this piece that every move was made because someone told us basically we had to be there. Yes, we got the decision to take the promotion or not, but everyone was always saying like, you have to live, you need to live here, you need to be by your job, you need to live here. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of a little background. So let's go scale a little yeah. spicy, okay? <laughs> let's rewind to a year no one wants to talk about. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, that was 2020 COVID year. I'm very sensitive to this topic because I know everyone was affected. You know, some people were personally affected, lost loved ones, affected physically from the virus, from the vaccine. Like there's so much that's happened. So again, I know I understand this is a sensitive topic. I'm just telling you my experience during this whole thing. I'm not giving you a stance on anything. But during that time, Kyle and I chose to take the path less traveled, if you will. And again, it wasn't a political stance. This was 100% a decision that was made after, I'm going to say stumbled upon information. But again, when I say God had his hands all over this moved, there was just information put in front of me time and time again, like almost like flashers, like you should read this, you should read this. So you know, I'm obviously very in tune with like health and wellness and my immune system. And it was just very clear that it was a decision that we chose to take a different path and make. Mm-hmm. So, and my eyes were opened a lot during that time, just with what was out there. My eyes were open. It's one of those things, you know, you say like, once your eyes are open, you can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of something that happened to me during that time. So with that happening though, because we took the path less traveled, we were not exactly supported. Not everyone, I'm not going to blank at this, but you know, to put it not so lightly, there were some people who completely like, not only did they disagree, but it was like very much stay Turn their backs. Oh, turn your backs and you are crazy and you are doing something you should absolutely never do. Just like support you never thought like I've had so many like friends and family members disagree on a variety of topics, but we've always been able to be like, I got you. You like, you don't agree and I don't agree. And that's fine. Like we don't have to to disagree, agree to disagree, but that doesn't happen anymore. Apparently, especially during that year, which I get it. Like, you know, there was so much being fed to everyone. I just, I totally get it that everyone, it was mass chaos. (laughs) Mass chaos. chaos, And it was, it was scary. Like no one knew what to do. So you had to do your own thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go on that. That was that's the end of that. I'm just going to say that because that moment, I call it our our outsider year. <laughs> I even have a sweatshirt that has the outsider on it. One because it's my favorite song by Need to Breathe, but two that's that's kind of the, that was our theme for that year. Just you know, we were a little bit of an out. We were outsiders that year, and that got Kyle and I though the one thing it did do for us uh, and everyone. Everyone was locked down at some point, so. We started having just like these, you know, conversations over wine or just hanging out of like dreaming conversations. Like, where do we see ourselves in 20 years? And like, what are we going to do with ourselves when the kids are out of the house? And if you, if you're, if you didn't have, and like, I think one of these conversations, I remember pretty vividly, Kyle asked me, he said, if we could live anywhere in the United States and that did not relate to job or because someone told you where to go, where would you live? And I said, Florida, hands down Florida. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that. Bugs. (laughs) Bugs. <laughs> bugs. Yeah. He's like, he's like, there's bugs. And it's like, do you know how hot I get? It's like super hot. And I was like, I get it. I was like, if you ask me, me, my opinion, I said Florida. So ironically, again, ironically, but not, we had, you know, so our, our in-laws have a condo in an area of Florida that we've gone to a, for a couple of years. 
and we were scheduled to go there. And so we, in this time, I had reconnected again, ironically, mm-hmm. through Instagram with someone who I knew in Arkansas. And we, our kids have never got to meet before. And we were just started texting. And when I told her we were going to be, she's like, that's like 45 minutes ago or from us. You, how cool would it be if our kids got to meet? I was like, sweet, let's do this. So we actually got to come to their house, which is where we, in the area where we currently live. And as soon as we just, we spent one afternoon with them and Kyle and I drove around the area and we were both like, what is this place? Like, why don't we live here? Mm-hmm. It looks just like our, like, I love, like, mi- I love the Midwest, what Midwest feel like mm-hmm. open land, but I love the Midwest in warm weather. And that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, Midwest in the summer. I love like Midwest. I love the Midwest people, but I also love it in the summer. And that's kind of what this is. So we just like, we both were like, this is crazy. Like, I absolutely love it. But again, most people are like, that would be cool. Honestly, we came back from that trip and just started having really serious conversations about, and I think it was like that next year, both of us were kind of like, we, we want to live in Florida. I don't know how we could make this happen. If when, then we started having these conversations like, yes, let's live in Florida, but like, maybe we should do it after like the kids graduate. And then like, you start having these conversations where that's great. But like, if your kids are in college, I'm not going to like leave them if they're going to college up in the Midwest. So I was like, we honestly have about two options. We move now before my kids get into like seventh, eighth, you know, high school, or we move after they're out of college. So like, you know, like everyone else does, you either retire in Florida or you move. And I was like, you can live your paradise when we're 65 or we can just start now. Yeah. So that just kind of got the ball rolling. And, you know, luckily, Kyle's job, it was, it's, he's in sales. So he travels a lot. So it kind of didn't matter where we lived. I was in this weird place, which I know we'll get into later about I wasn't really happy with, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're going to like disturb the kid's school, which was in my head. That was like one of the main reasons I was like, man, this is like rough. And then I started having these other ideas of like, I don't think, Thoughts. yeah, I'm like, I don't even think, <laughs> I don't even think like school is right for them. So like, what are we doing exactly? So that was kind of it. That was the decision point that made, that got the ball rolling into like, all right, how can we make this happen? What's our timing? And let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hardest, mo- hardest move we've made. We've made several moves now. We've moved and still by far the hardest move because there wasn't a set reason. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think in the past when you've moved, it's be- been because, like you mentioned, jobs, promotions, and that's easier for family, friends to understand rather than, hey, we're packing up because we just want to and, yeah. and you know, heading south, which in reality, in my mind, I'm like, it's your life. Like, you only get one life. Live I, where you want to live. Live it. where you want to live. Yeah, as, you know challenging as it can be it's like everyone will adapt yeah and i think that was the one thing like it is like people still don't understand they're like what do you mean you're just like moving to florida like that but you know when you say like well kyle got this great job opportunity and we're moving to nashville everyone's like that is terrific yeah but if you say like hey uh it's for my mental health and well-being it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like shunned yeah, it's for our mental health or living. And for some reason, you know, this is like God is pushing us in this direction. Yeah, a so big cool. push, like not even like there was like little pushes. And then there were like slap you in the face moments, which again, I'm not going to get into that both Kyle and I felt that was just like this. What do, what do we why are we doing this? Like, mm-hmm. it's very clear we're supposed to be here. And we're 
resisting. We resist. We resisted for several years this idea, and then we were just like, no, we're gonna give in, and we're gonna we're gonna we're figure. Gonna go. Yeah, we didn't have all the answers. I don't. We still don't have the you know, all the answers of exactly why. But I mean, this is new. You, you can you tell everyone how long you've been there now? Oh, yeah, we moved. Uh, so it's January, and we moved mid November. But then we actually came back to the Midwest for two. Yeah, two weeks for the Chris for Christmas. So we've made really six weeks. Yeah. yeah, I think we've been here six weeks. Yeah. So you haven't really been settled. No, at all. Not, no, not really. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, you're welcome. Information. I don't I don't know if it gave you an answer. <laughs> That's what's so weird, but you know. Well, I mean, little insight. There really is no answer though because you just I mean, there is and there isn't. Like you wanted to, you felt called to. It's, you know, you want to be warm. Like you don't necessarily have to have like a reason necessarily. Yeah. I think but I think it's good just to understand kind of the behind like what you were thinking. Like, you know, when did those I can't even think of the word. Yeah, like <laughs> pregnancy brain. Pregnancy brain. Thoughts start to to happen. You know, when did you start getting serious about it? Yeah. Well, whenever you know, I mean, I'm turning forty this year. So some people would be like midlife crisis. Uh, but, yes. You know, my midlife crisis is moving to Florida. I it actually isn't because it happened, or maybe my midlife thinking crisis had, did start three years ago. I don't know, but. <laughs> When is midlife crisis these days? I don't know. Forty? I feel like forty. I feel like what that makes you like eighty. Yeah, I'm gonna live longer than eighty. You kidding? Yeah, yeah. Watch out, world. You're not getting rid of me at (laughs) eighty. So, kind of, you touched on this slightly. How did you make the decision to homeschool your kids, which is what you're currently doing? I feel like almost that's probably a harder decision than even a move. Hundred percent. Because it's so different. Yeah, drastically different from a lot of standpoints. But, and like, I mean, you know, like if you would have said to me two years ago, what do you think about homeschooling your kids? I would have been like, do you know who you're asking? I'm not going to homeschool my children. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I waited so many years for like, I love my kids to death, but like, you know, you and I have talked. I think I also at one point was like, so in Ohio, or at least in Mason, Ohio, there, it's only half day kindergarten. So this was the first year that Carter was in school all day, every day. I had never had, I've always had a kid home with me for at least part of the day every day. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, this was the year I was like, you know, I was going to go all in on like straight up working. Kids are in school <laughs> and I am like, this is it. Mm-hmm. But then Again, we can get, we'll go into this, but like, then I had these moments where it's like, there is no reason why I can't be a mother, homeschool my kids if that's what I choose, if I want to educate them and run a business. Mm -hmm. And when I kind of came to that realization, it was like, no, like God's putting it in my heart to figure this out and to be all three things. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm going to do. So I think, so yeah, several years ago, I'm not kidding. Like, if you would have said homeschool the kids, I'm like, no, no, thank you. Like, I have no interest. But again, I know I hate to bring this up again, but COVID again was one of those things that changed, opened my eyes to schooling and what I did and did not like about it. Now, I will have to say this, the year that I kind of had this epiphany was COVID year. So kids are going to school in masks, which I totally disagreed with. Mm -hmm. You know, I have my kindergartner, Kate was in kindergartner, trying to learn the English language with a mask on over her face, over her teacher's face. And like, you know, she's, what are you, six, like six Mm -hmm. years old? Like this has got to be a distraction. So I don't know how much, I'm sure she lost a lot of just, you know, a lot of time Mm -hmm. where she should have been at certain. So 
I saw how far she fell behind and just with what she missed in half day kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And yes, that was COVID year. But it was kind of one of those moments where it's where that was the the beginning of okay, what are we actually doing in seven to eight hours of school a day? What are the, what are kids getting? Mm-hmm. I think that was my first like I don't think this is where, I don't know if this is what I want them to do. COVID or not, I'm not sure this is what I want them to do. So that was that seed was planted, but I still that was two years ago, and I didn't pull them out the next year and think like I need a homeschool. I think that seed was planted, and then as the move to Florida started to come about, I kind of had this idea like we are moving to a new city, a new state. Like how cool would it be if we had the freedom to do a little bit more exploring? Like get what they obviously get what they need from an education standpoint, but explore. Mm-hmm. That was in my head. And then again, the God comes on strong when he wants you to do something. And there would be like, for instance, Kate. Kate came like, she's nine. And she came home like after one week and she goes, mom, I just, she didn't use the word stressed out, maybe overwhelmed. She's like, I just, I'm so overwhelmed and I don't have the time because she's like, I don't have the time to get up and do my 20 minutes of reading and my 10 minutes of math and then go to school and then come home and go to gymnastics. She had those thoughts like several times and I'm like, that's a lot in a day. Mm -hmm. And you know, if she's nine and stressed out by her day, like no wonder as adults, we're like, can't get off the hamster wheel. It's like you, the constant busyness. So yeah, you could say like, well, then take her out of gymnastics. That's, she loves it. Mm-hmm. It's good for her body. She thrives in it. It's like her outlet, mm-hmm. just like exercise is mine. I'm like, let's think about it here. She might not need to be at school seven, eight hours a day. Maybe that's the missing piece. Like I, I want to be there for her. And currently I'm the here for her you know, 30 minutes in the morning, we're getting ready for school. I'm here for 30 minutes to get her a snack to get her to gymnastics. And then I'm lucky if I get 30 minutes with her at night after practice. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, this is one of those things where I get like, not everyone can do what I'm doing, like for multiple reasons. Yeah, it's not for everyone. You're just Definitely not in your outlook and your opinion and your life. This Totally. Is, you know, I, this is not you saying this is what you need to do and what you should be doing. 100% because it's not for everyone. <laughs> and I don't know, think it would be for me. I mean, obviously I have young kids, but I mean, this just shows you like we're not all, you know, we're yeah. all just different and it's not one way is better than the other. It's just, we're all Wait. different. And this is what's working, what you want to do for your family. Totally. And it's like one of those things where I just, but it is like this moment that if you, I want to encourage everyone, like live your authentic life and do what you want to do and leave everyone else's opinions and judgments out of it. Because if I would take into people's opinions and judgments, I would never be doing what I'm doing right now. Well, that's a great segue into our next question. Yeah. (laughs) I just, again, I just. You can. I'm just going to interrupt for a second because our next question was, how do you handle the negative or passive comments, opinions from other people? Because I know personally that you have had those. Yes. Oh, (laughs) yes. You're getting into it without, without really me asking. So yeah, let's just, let's just go for it. Yeah, I have. And I, I mean, at first, like, cause I mean, at the first, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, especially like when I was in school, like if you said you were homeschooled, it's like, well, what are you doing? Like, what did you like? <laughs> yeah. Are you weirdo? Like, are you, you, you gotta be so weird. Are you not talking to anyone at home? Like, is it just like, we're just anti-social. Yeah, we're antisocial yeah. and we just sit where it's like, uh, you know, that's not the case at all. But I think it's one of those moments where now every, everyone comes at it different, whether they're trying to be or it's like some people just are like, whoa, you homeschool your kids? Like 
that's crazy. I don't think I could do that. And that's usually the reaction. Usually they're not like, oh, like you help. I mean, I've gotten a few of those. Yeah. And I'm just like back like, yeah, I do. And it works really well for us. Like, have you ever looked into it? Like, it's usually like a a question back. Like, oh, have you, what have you heard about homeschool? It doesn't seem like that makes you think it's not something that you'd want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. it's more, I try to turn it into a dialogue of just understanding. Conversation. Yeah. Like, where are you coming? Like, where are those feelings coming from versus like, did you have it? Maybe some of they had a bad experience with it. I don't know. Maybe they were homeschooled their whole life and are like, oh, you know, I, so it's, I think it's coming from a place of that. I have, I am very comfortable with my decision because we, we, again, just like the path less traveled we took during COVID. I don't take decisions like this lightly. When I decide I'm going to do something, it's not like, let's do it. Like when I just, when we decided we were moving to Florida and this was the area, this is two years of research in the making. It wasn't like an overnight, like, let me, let's move here. You know, start and see where it lands. <laughs> see where, or like, let's, should we homeschool? Let's just start here. Like it was a very in depth, like, okay, one, can I even handle this? Like, yeah. do I actually think I can educate my kids? In the because homeschool, you're you're only doing it about two hours a day, which everyone's yeah. like, can you get what you need in two hours? You can. Yeah. Now you have to be. It's strategic. It's not like we wake up and it's like, what are we gonna do today? Like I I do have like, you know, a little Plan a method. Yeah. Like I I've picked out. I looked at curriculum that I thought was gonna work with both my kids' personalities. There's so many homeschool curriculums out there that you can pick from. So I put a lot of thought into it. So now when people kind of have those impressions, I I can come from a place, I'm a, I can come from an educated place. Like I've done my due diligence. I understand what we have to do. I understand what the requirements are. I know what I need to document. I know like, all right, here's what you know, school teaches you. Here are the parts that I want to take from that and the parts that I want to leave. And here's the parts that I'm going to put my own twist on. So it, it's interesting because I feel like as soon as you say it, a lot of people still are kind of like put off by it. And then you come from a place of like how passionate I'm about it. And then they almost get a little intrigued. Mm-hmm. Not everyone. Some people are like, you crazy woman. Like, <laughs> good for you if you want to homeschool your kids. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, but a yeah. lot of people are very genuinely, a lot of people are actually, the shock is more curiosity than judgment. And that's why I kind of wanted to do the podcast because I, I think people are curious about it because you do hear about it a little bit more. And I don't know if that's from like social media or just, you know changes that's that's happening but i do think people are curious about it which is kind of why i wanted you to share your story because a lot of people are like oh why you know why would you want to do that and i honestly think it's because they don't know and don't know about it. and like i said like i don't know if it would necessarily be for me but i'm that's coming from a place of i have n- i've never even ever looked into it ever so yeah and like, if you think about any topic, like if you've never looked into it, yeah, you it's, can't it's really almost have a shock. An yeah. It just might be a topic that you have like a, I mean, cause I will tell you right now, if you would have said that kids were homeschooled back when I was in high school, like that wasn't even, a, it's like, where did you even, like, I don't know where, God bless those women. Cause I don't know where they started. Cause like I haven't plug and play curriculum. Like mm-hmm. I honestly can just, you know, like right now they're in third grade, third grade math. I can handle that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. One of the biggest questions we get is what protein powder do you recommend? While there are many out there, not all are created equal. We always look for ones that are third-party tested, have no artificial ingredients, and have at least 20 grams or more of high-quality protein. Carrie and I have both been using Just Ingredients, which checks off all those boxes. 
I'm currently 27 weeks pregnant and have been using it for my entire pregnancy. I love that it contains collagen for extra glycine, which is needed during pregnancy and is overall pregnancy safe. And not only have I been using it daily, but I've been giving it to my kids as an after-school snack. So we are happy to be partnering with Just Ingredients to give you 10% off your order. All you have to do is enter code FITMAMA, that's F-I-T-M-A-M-A at checkout. You can also click the link in our show notes to check the code out there. What do you do when you get to the point when you can't handle it? <laughs> saying that you're not smart and that you can't That's figure okay. out. But I don't think that you've probably been doing like calculus. No, we're not there. Hey, we had we had a mean lesson on fractions today. Hey, mate, you're t- you're teaching yourself, you know, too. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, there have been things where I'm like, oh, but we, I think today I was teaching or a couple of days I was teaching Kate, like how many pints are in a quart? How many quarts are in a gallon? And I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to. Refresh that. Let's write a little template up here for you. And for me. And for me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Not that I don't think you could. I definitely think you could figure out calculus. I'm not saying I, could I don't be think you could. But it's, you could. But what do you do in those situations? You Do they have like tutors or one-on-one homeschool teachers that they can Zoom with or something like that? A lot of that. So they have, I mean, there's like online, like, now I have, I do a paid, like you could actually today start homeschooling your kids for completely free on like Khan Academy and get everything they need in a school year. It's crazy. Hmm. So they have a lot, there are so many like subject tutorials where it like teaches, like it comes up basically on a screen, looks like a, I mean, it looks like a teacher's up there on a whiteboard doing these lessons, but there's a lot of co-ops too. Like I think a lot of people as the, as you, like if we're still doing this when my kids are in like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. There's a lot of things that you go to, like you send your kids to co-op. So like it might be for like algebra or it might be for like biology, like the things that I don't want to take on myself, mm-hmm. you send them to a place to do, like that's what they do on like Wednesday. It might be those two classes mm-hmm. or okay. like in my case, I don't love art. <laughs> you Kate, don't? <laughs> no, but, Kate, but Caitlin loves it. So that's a hundred percent going to be, and like Carter hates it. So I'm not going to make him do pottery class. Because he hates it because it's on the, like, he doesn't want to do it. He has no interest. Kate, Kate wants to learn all the inner workings of it. I'll be sending her to a class, you know. Does it give you in your curriculum ideas for those types of things? Like send them to a pottery class this day or take them here, there. Like, does it give you those types of ideas? Some for this. Think of them. You kind of, they're built in. So the curriculum I'm using, this is the other thing. There are so many curriculums out there. Like you have to, there's like, I mean, you got, you you have to do a lot of research because I mean, you, you could use any of them, but I think everyone's kids operate so differently. Mm-hmm. So I found one that is plug and play as in like language arts, science, and history are kind of intertwined into our reading. So for instance, today, Carter, we were doing like our literate, our language arts, but in there was a map of the world. So he had to label the seven continents and our, all of our stories were like about Africa. So mm-hmm. like they intertwine your geography with that, or they'll do, they'll tell you about like Caitlin's was about like four or five different insects that I think people in different countries are eating. Like you had in like the, <laughs> the math problem was like, Hey, did you know in different countries, they eat these insects, solve the problem and figure out which one insect they don't eat. So it's mm-hmm. like it, it kind of gives spurs these interesting conversations of like things that my, we would never talk about, but they've kind of put them into the curriculum, which is really cool. 
Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So how did you get started in the homeschooling process? Like if someone was listening to this and they were like, I've actually been thinking about homeschooling my kids, but I have no idea where to start. And this isn't a how to homeschool your kids. No, hundred percent. I am I'm not I am not saying that, but I'm just I'm just genuinely interested in how like like what steps did you take when you said, okay, this is what I want to do. What's the next step that you would take to do that? I I knew a lot of people, not locally, that were homeschooling their kids. So I actually started reaching out to friends and just saying, like, I know you've been doing this for several years. Can you tell me what you use now and give me any tips on like what did not work, what works for you? I wanted mine to be biblically biblically based. So I reached out to two friends who I knew used curriculum or that. There's some that are not. Like there are so many options. I'm telling you, there's a there's a curriculum for whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. I will when we put I'll put it in the show notes. There was a very good link that I will find for anyone who's interested in like I want to homeschool and I don't have a curriculum. I read a really cool article that someone else pointed out to me that says here are the types of curriculums you can get, and it kind of gives you a description of like, are you the mom who's like hands on? I want to come up with every craft. No, next please. Mm. But some people may be like, yes, I would love to like design my curriculum. I just wanted for me, it was like I want to help my kids, but I don't want to. I don't want to come up with the curriculum. I want to be able to get up in the morning, open the book, and say, "Here's what we're doing today." Not like mm. on Sunday prep lessons for the week. I didn't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. So I will. I'll put it in the link. But I honestly, I would say there. I feel like everyone these days knows at least one person who's homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Start there because I guarantee you that person put a lot of thought into it. There are a million Facebook groups. I'm probably a part of too many because some it can be so overwhelming. Like I think that's the other thing is you don't need it all. Like it is, especially my kids are seven and nine. Like mm-hmm. we're, it's seven and nine. Like try it for a year. You're not going to screw them up. They're going to learn what they need in a year. And like, I think that's what we've been doing is we're figuring out, like they're getting what they need. Like you need math, you need reading and language arts. Mm-hmm. Everything else is kind of extra. Like do some science. Like we do handwriting, typing, we do Spanish. Like those are mm-hmm. the three things that we've chosen to do right now. And then Next month, it might be. So I might enter. I might switch it out for like one other thing. So as long as you're getting the curriculum base, like you know the basics, mm-hmm. you can't screw them up. Like you yeah. just kind of you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't, and kind of switch it around the next year. Yeah. So for me, though, the other thing I do, there are so many co-ops and hybrid programs, which I think I would like to be because, like, I love, I do, I I'm enjoying what we're doing, but I also think it would be good for them to also learn from other people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a, I don't know if it's necessarily a full day. There's some really cool hybrid schools where it's like they're home with me for three days. They're in class for two full days and they give me the curriculum. Mm -hmm. That's very enticing to me. This year, we're just kind of feeling it out. It's been a big transition for us. So we're going to stick with what we're doing. It seems to be working. They're liking it. We have a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to explore some other options. There's a couple of co-ops where you can send them for like three hours a day to maybe take like an art class or... You know, just kind of, it's so, it's, there's so many resources nowadays. You just have to kind of start. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of different options so available options. to you. If you're like, okay, I don't feel like this is working. We can do X, Y, Z. And it might be different for each child, right? Like, 100%. Just because, you know, their siblings does obviously mean they learn the same way. So one could go somewhere when maybe not, I'm assuming. Totally. And I'm totally op- open to that because they're very, like, I've already learned it very quickly that, what works for Caitlin doesn't work for Carter. Like 
the way you approach a lesson and the amount of time you give in between them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we, if we only really have two hours of curriculum each and we have a full day, I've also thought like, it'd be really cool if we'd get it all done in the morning and then have the day. Mm-hmm. No, because they can't, co- like, I mean, there are seven and nine. They're not supposed to be able to concentrate two hours a day. I think one of my friends who's like, she does like reading comprehension for a living. And she said, it's pretty much two times your age is how your concentration point. So Carter's seven, that's four, I have 14 minutes to drive home a point. So if I set him down for 45, he's only, he's got about a fourth of that. Mm-hmm. But because I have I the have flexibility. Five minutes. You have, I you have five minutes. You have five minutes with crew. Woo. <laughs> luck. Good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> you know, so it, it, when you take, when I start hearing those kind of things, it's like, okay, I can't expect him to sit down and crank out reading and math in 45 minutes or he's going to, re- he's going to retain a third of it. Yeah. So it's just kind of playing around with like, and like every day is different. Like if we want to go do something like, you know, like when you were down, we went on that like, like cool excursion. If I want to go take them to the aquarium, well, our day is going to look different. Yeah. And it's just knowing that you have to get so much done in a week, but having the flexibility to do other things is really cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Very neat. So you kind of already answered this, but the last real question was just how is it going? What do you like about it as opposed to when they were in? public school, what do you feel has been the most challenging? Just kind of giving your final thoughts. Final thoughts? Yeah. So we are loving it, except for today. It straight up sucked. <laughs> hey, you're honest. I, like I mean, honesty. I'm going to be honest. It's not like, going to be great every day. It's just no. like anything. No, y'all. And if you're listening, we just had this conversation. Like there's people on Instagram, they're like, today we got up at 6 a.m., and I made, I made a full four-course breakfast for our entire family while my husband made the bed. And, and did the dishes. And he did the dishes. And then at 7.45 a.m., we were up. No, we weren't, you guys. Today was a hot mess. We barely got in reading and math, which is 45 minutes to an hour of curriculum, because they just weren't having it today. Mm-hmm. Today was rough. And that, I will say... Negative things. The negative thing is I am everything. So I am mom. I am teacher. I am principal administrator. I am, I am, I am at all. So, you know, like that's, they're seven and nine. Like it's not going to be a perfect day because while I'm teacher, if they're frustrated, they want me to be mom. So like they want me to just step in. Like Kate wants me, like if she's struggling with something, she doesn't want me to be teacher, which is like, Hey, let's like think about this. And like, why don't you read it to me and let's talk through it. She's like, no, I want you to be mom and I want you to just help do me it do it. Me. Show me how to do it. So that's hard. So finding that balance between I want to be comforting to you and I know you need help right now, but also I'm supposed to be teaching you how to think for yourself. That's hard. And today that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> how did you, how do you go about that? Today we had a, like a hard conversation about it cuz they were like that was the today was the, one of those moments where I was like, listen, like I know that like I right now I'm like, I, I'm doing you a disservice if I just show you how to do the problem. And that's where I do have to go back because the thing is they have had both experiences. Like they have been in traditional school. So they know what a traditional teacher would say. And that's what I kept saying to Kate. Like if your teacher back in Mason asked you to do this problem, would she read it for you and tell you how to do it? Or would she make you think for yourself? That's a good and it's like, And you do have to talk through it. It's like, I want to help you. And I get that you're frustrated right now. And I want to be mom too. And I can, I can give you, I, where that's why that's the cool thing. That's also the cool thing is I only have two kids. I have two students and there's just me. So I have time to, if we need to sit here for the next 15 minutes and really go in this concept, 
I can do that. I can say, forget the rest of the day. You're struggling with this concept and we're going to stay here to get it. In a traditional school, you have 26 kids and it's like, if she doesn't get it, I hope that she, the teacher remembers to send her home with another assignment or that concept is missed, gone, and I hope she gets it back. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's the benefit of homeschool is I've been able to pick up on things that I know, like little concepts that I think Kate was struggling with in school that she's no longer struggling with because I saw it because I work with her day in and day out for, you know, even if it's only 45 minutes and I could say, oh, I get it. I get there's one concept that you aren't getting that's I, repeating over and over again. And then we get the concept and she's like, oh, it's like a light bulb moment that hits every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the cool. And the flexibility. I love the flexibility. It's been awesome where like today, like maybe she's just having a bad day. Like we all have those. She woke up and maybe she wasn't feeling school. Well, at school, she probably would have just turned it off and been like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll learn anything today. Whereas I was like, we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. We all need it. Your teacher is going to go have a parent-teacher conference with your dad and ask your dad what these kids are doing over lunch and we're going to reconvene. So that's cool. Like having the flexibility to kind of see what they need and what we all need and just being able to spend time with them. Like, you know, and this, I, again, this is no judgment on anyone's schedule, but back at home in Mason, our schedules were so full with activities, but again, activities my kids loved. And you add those on top of an eight hour school day. I didn't, I when did, I didn't have time to pair it. Like when was I, I barely seeing them. Barely seeing in the morning. I'm barely seeing them at night. If we needed help with homework, I'm getting Caitlin at 9 p.m. frustrated trying to memorize a concept. Mm-hmm. Like it, does, it just didn't work. It didn't yeah. work for us. Yeah. This is one question that I didn't ask you that I think people would be interested in knowing is, was Kyle on board from the get-go or is this something you guys had to really sit down and chat about? Because I don't feel like this would be something that both parents would be like, oh yeah, let's go for it. You know, I feel like yeah. there would be a lot of like, questions asked or some parents would just oh, yeah. flat out be like, absolutely not. Like how how was that initial conversation? Because I'm assuming it was your idea, right? I Yes. It yes. was yeah. It was my idea, again, not to bring up the COVID talk, but I was about done and ready to yank my kids when the whole you have to wear a mask to school situation was happening. Cause I saw what was happening with Kate. Like I saw her like struggling and I didn't know how to step in because I I hadn't done research. I didn't. Like there just was no there was so many barriers back then. And that that year was my point what I told I told Kyle that year I said, I said, I might pull the kids out of school and figure out how to do it on my own. Now that I think that was more out of anger and frustration than I really am going to do this. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those little moments where like I said it and then it kind of planted a seed and then I kept and then year after year. So I did bring it up after that point I had brought it up to Kyle. And he said a million times, like, are you sure you want to take that on? Like, they are going to be home with you every day, all day. Like, is that something you want to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, he never said, because I, I brought him again, like when I make decisions, I always say like, so I had showed him like, look at the curriculum I want to use. Like, look how in-depth it is. Like, look what. You're a seed planter. I'm a seed planter. <laughs> I am a seed planter. I said good. I am. Here's a little seed here. Here's a little seed there. <laughs> yeah. So like over the course of two years, I have been like just saying like, hey, isn't this, hey, Kyle, isn't this cool? Like, look what they can do. Like, what, the, what they're doing homeschooling. So I had, I had planted a lot of seeds. And then when we shifted, like, because I've had to pull the kids out, you know, mid-year in Mason. And when we moved down here and we had kind of conversation. I was like, at first, I was just going to put them, enroll them right into public school down here and keep it going. But then I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's a big transition to move to a new state. We're in the middle of a school year. Mm-hmm. Something I don't even know if I want to do and then pull it. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going for it. And he was, then, then he was like, 
you do what you want to do. And I, like the cool thing is, is you can change it anytime. Like mm-hmm. they're currently homeschooled. Like if I really decided tomorrow, like this is not for me, I could just go enroll them in school. Like that is yeah. the one thing we have going like anyone at any moment you can, I have the right to change my decision at any moment. I'm not saying I'm going to homeschool my kids for the rest of the life. I'm not, I don't, all I'm saying is from now until May, we're homeschooling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next year, it might be a hybrid model. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like just feeling it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's good. And you're listening to your gut and your intuition yeah. and what's working for you and what you think would work best for your kids, which yeah. again, might not work for someone listening to this. This this isn't a, like I said, a how do I homeschool my kids podcast. It's simply an update on your life, which you've made, you know, really big changes to in the last, gosh, month, (laughs) couple (laughs) months, you know, a couple months or so that I think people would be really interested in knowing about. I don't think a lot of people, I mean, I guess I'm putting everyone in a bubble, but I certainly don't know a lot about homeschool. And what that looks like and all the different options that are available. So I think people might, you know, find this really interesting, especially those who might be considering something. hundred percent. And it's like, I think it's good to stay curious. Like, I think the one thing that I've learned (laughs) over the last several years is, like I was saying, like, be authentic. And But that's out for 2024. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? No, I'm going back in. Like you said, glossy guide. If you have no idea what we're talking about, listen to our last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it is like, I think it's be open to knowing that there is not one right way. Mm -hmm. Just because you've done something your entire life, or we have been told our entire life that there is one thing to do or one school to go to or one way to do it, there is more than one way to do anything you want to do. And I think if you're open to that, it, it, it's, it was life-changing for us when we started being open to the idea that maybe we could just move to a place we've always wanted to live early in our, you know, in our 40s instead of when we retire. Maybe traditional school is not something I want my kids to go to. Maybe, like I would have never said that three years ago. I think just being open to the idea that you don't have to do the traditional path on anything, like take the, maybe you want to take the road less traveled. Like you don't have to always go the traditional route, it, it, but it also straight can work. And narrow. You don't have to walk the straight and narrow. You can if you want to, but if you have a little curiosity and want to try something, it's so easy to you know try it and then like, not for us. Like Be open to that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I think it's good. I think it's been good for all of us. I think moving like we did has been just an experience, like an experience. Like it just, I think if you open yourself to experiences, it it, it it would change your life. I really do. I think if everyone was a little bit more open to you don't have to do everything the way everyone says it's supposed to be, like be weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that. You know what? That's that's like that. There's maybe that's my new model. Just yeah. be a little weird. Be weird. I like that. I think that's a great place to end. I think so too. <laughs> a little messy, a little weird. This is the Messy Mom podcast for a reason, right? Be a little messy, be a little weird, see what happens. Yeah. I love it. That was perfect. Good. Well, thank you, Carrie, for sharing that with us. I know it can be a controversial subject for, you know, some people, but for you, like you said, be weird. You're listening to your gut, being authentic to yourself, which I always love. And I think this will be really opening for eye-opening for a lot of people, you know, who have never maybe considered it or, you know, who might be interested in it, just to know a little bit more behind the scenes and 
kind of what you've been doing over the past few months. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Yeah, thank you guys. Whoever is still listening, oh, I'm, I'm I hope. I hope. But yeah, I'm. I as I said, I am. Transparency is like my word of the year. So yes. if you if if anyone does have quite like honest questions, like again, like I'm happy to give opinions if you want me to, not on this podcast. Like if you yes. have direct questions. I'm happy to answer them or like lead to resources if someone's genuinely curious. So don't hesitate to reach out because I I'm happy to share my from my experience. I am certainly not a curriculum expert. I am certainly not the best thriving homeschool mom over here. <laughs> but <laughs> I can figuring it out as you go. I I can point you in the right direction. Yeah, I love that. And people have asked me a lot personally. How are you guys going to make you know Fit Mama and Thirty work? And I was like, well, you know, we've been virtual our entire business. Yeah, it was a lot less, you know, distance than it is now, but I was like, we'll figure it out. You know, it's, we'll take airplanes and make yeah, some we'll, really cool trips. Yeah, I was, well, I don't know about you making really <laughs> cool trips, but I will make really cool trips. I don't that's mind right. going down to Florida every, no. you know, couple, couple of months. And I think that's needed. Yeah, I, it's very needed. I think very so. needed. Especially in the wintertime. 100%. When I'm, when I'm not super pregnant. Yeah. Q, yeah. Q1 of every year needs to be like an extended stay there down we go. here. Yeah. I like that idea. For I like sure. That idea. But we're making it happen and we're not going anywhere. So that's for sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We actually have a really cool podcast coming up and after this one that I think I know I'm interested because mm -hmm. I honestly don't really know that much about it. And it's about what is the word, Carrie? <laughs> Isn't this like, like almost concierge for kids? Yes, right? Concierge medicine, yeah. Yeah, it's concierge medicine. Concierge yes. medicine. So like pediatric care, where it's like the old school way of them coming back to your house. That's kind of becoming a thing. And I honestly don't know that much about it, but we have a pediatric nurse practitioner who has started her own business, her own practice, coming in to talk about that with us. So I'm interested in in learning a little bit more. Me too. It actually, it sounds really cool. Yeah, it does sound really cool. Just again, kind of another different approach on, on life, I guess. Uh, but it seems it, like it could be really beneficial for some people. I agree. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us until next time. We'll see you soon. Stay weird. Stay weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. You can find us on Instagram at fitmamin30. That's F-I-T-M-A-M-A-I-N-3-0. And let us know what you liked about this episode. We love hearing your feedback and what is resonating with you. You can always find the links and resources mentioned in the show on our website, www.fitmamain30.com, along with our programs for prenatal, postnatal, and beyond. Until next time, bye mamas. Bye.